Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Starship Podcast Warlock. As always, I am Drew. And as always, I am Jeff. And we are watching The Black Adder. Three separate words, The Black and Adder. Uh, that is the way this first season is styled. It is, of course, the second season of Starship Podcast Warlock. We are on episode five, The Witch Smeller Persuivant. But before we get into that, uh, Jeff and I thought it would be interesting to talk a little bit about uh, one of the luminaries of the Black Adder, a.k.a. Black Adder 1, uh, which is Brian Blessed, who, of course, plays the king. God, where do you start? Um, well, I start with a Wikipedia article. And don't worry, Wikimedia or whatever your name is, I will kick in for your uh, thing. Pledge you know, drive. I mean, I should point out that it's not that we're going there because it's the, oh, God, he's so obscure. What else did he do? It's the fact that, that this man, it feels like, has done everything. And certainly he's one of those people that if you hear his his voice, which you could hear from you know three miles away... Um, that he's so very distinctive, but it's amazing how much that he's done. Yes. Uh, also, it's easy. So that's why we did it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I mean... Well, we just didn't want to forget anything, and this would help us remind us of, oh my God, how could we forget to mention that? So. Uh, I mean, there's... Uh, we were just talking before we started this, and there's a bunch of amazing stuff on here. I had no idea about Brian Blessed. So let's start at the top. Um, obviously he's been acting forever. He's still alive. Actually, he's 84, uh, born in Yorkshire. Uh, and like some of the highlights here, uh, he was in Z cars, which is a show that I've heard a lot about, but I've never watched myself. I believe a lot of the episodes were wiped, uh, sadly. Oh so boy. Um, that's part of the problem. And I suppose speaking of episodes that were wiped, um, <laughs> Are we going there right now? Oh, okay. Well, that's because I'm going in order, and it mentions it, which, if, uh, why not? Uh, well, okay. I Let's assume you're there. talking about Doctor Who. Yes, of course. And uh, I had no idea this was the case, and I've read a lot of Doctor Who trivia, but apparently uh, when William Hartnell was leaving the role in 1966, he was offered the part of the Doctor, uh, which... <laughs> I assume that probably there's some crossover between the audience of this podcast, all three of you, and uh, Doctor Who fans, uh, in which case you already know that Patrick Troughton was the second Doctor um, and was kind of a um, uh, a Doctor who at least pretended to be a little bit uh, fearful and uh, unassuming and retiring, pretty much the anti-blessed, I dare say. Uh, so it, it's kind of hilarious to imagine him in that role, going, well, I should like a hat like that. <laughs> you know, I um, we were remarking, I mean, it's often remarked that uh, Troughton was in some ways uh, the critical doctor because playing the second one, he was the first one to come in, you know, after they came up with this idea of, oh, um, we'll, we'll change actors and, and we'll come up with this. They didn't even call it regeneration yet at that time, but that's what it was. Uh, and so the fact that Troughton was not just, a he wasn't aping William Hartnell. He was... Um, he was a different person, although I was obviously aspects of the same person. But but you know there there was definitely personality shifts, mm -hmm. and so 
Uh, and so all the other doctors in some ways cue off him by realizing the fact, okay, you could play up certain aspects and retreat from other things, and, and the writers as well, uh, as they discover who the actor is and what their strength is. Um, and so presumably had, I mean, you can imagine that some other actor might have come in and tried to just ape what Hartnell was doing. Um, you know, we, we've had two other actors play the first doctor on screen since uh, after Hartnell passed away. Um, so you can imagine somebody doing something like that, and a lot of programs would do that. You could think of, you know, Bewitched, the two Darrens, right? So, um, <laughs> uh, but um, but in this case, the fact that Troughton and company made that choice. Now, if Brian Blessed had played it, um, he also would have played it nothing like William Hartnell. Uh, and I maintain people would have still come to that conclusion of, oh, we can have different people playing the Doctor in different ways because there is nobody that would come back, come out afterwards that would attempt to imitate Brian Blessed because <laughs> can you he imagine? just can't. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. Well, there's other things to talk about, though, because uh, yeah. he didn't actually do that. Now we've talked a lot about something but he, he didn't was, do. But he was in an episode of Doctor Who. It's true. He was. Well, before we leave the topic, we'll talk about that. Okay. Uh, the episode was, of course, Mind Warp, uh, which was one of the parts of Trial of the Time Lord in 1986, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, painful, painful episode, but... Uh, it is really, um, yeah. I mean, there's some things I like about it, but it is all over the place. And he plays King Irkanos, who is, I don't know... A, a samurai viking warlord how do you even describe this character in space yeah, <laughs> yes it's 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 brian blessed with a bunch of random bbc uh costumes put on him uh and he acts pretty much like he does in blackadder actually uh just roaring everything all the time uh so that's a treat um, that you can look forward to if you ever watch Mind Warp or watch Mind Warp again, since probably also people listening have already featuring seen it. Featuring a a member of the Young Ones. Oh, that is true. Christopher Ryan as one of the quote mentors, uh, a slug-like creature uh, who needed a, to be transplanted his brain into another body. It's a weird episode, you guys. Uh, yeah, anyway, so leaving behind Doctor Who. Uh, he was, of course, in another classic television show, I, Claudius, playing Augustus without a beard. It is yeah. absolutely to be recommended. I mean, I, Claudius is an amazing uh, miniseries to begin with, uh, but he is uh, completely mesmerizing Augustus. He's very, very, very great. That that show in general, pretty much, you know, from Derek Jacobi to, uh, you know, young Patrick Stewart, who still didn't mm-hmm. have much hair, um, just all the way down. Fantastic, fantastic show. And a lot of a lot of shows today. I, I think even even Thrones, even though that comes after a, a book, obviously, a lot of it I think is clearly inspired by that show. And actually, the second season opening to Blackadder, I think, is in some respects um, uh, a little bit of a nod to uh, to the opening sequence for I Claudius. Mm, yes, yes, indeed. Uh, let's see what else here. I, I'm, I'm cheered by the fact that apparently he played Porthos in the three Musketeers. Well, part I also have played on stage. So that's our connection. You were less shouty though. I was a little less shouty. Yes. Yeah. A little. Um, (laughs) 
What else did he do? Uh, let's see. We have. Well, I, I love the fact that, you know, 1981 Blessed starred in, in Cats as both Old Deuteronomy and Buster Jones for the original West End theater production. Um, That's another one that floored me. Yeah. I didn't even know he sang. Does he sing? Do they sing in that show? Um, I've God, literally uh, only seen it once. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I was with you. <laughs> That's when I learned what a dance belt was. <laughs> May I quote? And you were sitting ten rows in front of me, so you can project like uh, <laughs> uh, like him. I know. I was, all I heard was, "Oh my God, is that real?" <laughs> uh, I was so little. Mm. I was surprised by the crying game too. If that gives you some idea. Um, yeah, I think the spoilers are are long since gone at this point <laughs> that. but yeah um that's right uh he is one of the characters is the other character's father um so let's see oh yes and of course he was in henry v he was in uh the awful 1991 robin hood prince of thieves um the i mean he's certainly done obviously a ton of uh, of shakespeare uh, over the years mm -hmm. um but the I have to say that seeing him as uh, seeing him in Henry V, like if you if you look up um, that you know one of his uh, one of the better speeches uh, that I know will play on on YouTube of him basically threatening uh, threatening France. And what's fascinating about that is because you know again we've talked about how Brian Blessed is so projectory and boomy and and shouty and what have you, but there's such quiet. I don't want to say quiet because it's intense uh, menace to what he's uh, uh, to what he's saying, but it's great contrast because knowing him, imagining the fact that he's saying it through, you know, clenched teeth or quiet, but you can see it in his eyes and you know just basically how much energy that man could explode and now, now just imagine it being pent up and and held up and that's that I, I love that performance. Uh, specifically because you know i don't know I, I think if you didn't know brian blessed you would just say like okay that's that's pretty good uh delivery of that but knowing him as he is i, I think that makes that all the more impressive i really need to see that again it's been a long time since i've seen henry yeah. v that particular one anyway yep um the one thing that this wikipedia article does not include and i may have to get in there and edit it <laughs> <laughs> if they still let people do that, um, is he appeared in Blake Seven? In I, it's not in here. Huh. No, it's not. I, it's the third episode. I'm I'm pretty sure it's the third episode of Blake Seven where they find this planet. I think it's it's been a while. I think it's a prison planet. I can't remember, but he's basically taken it over and made like a cult on it. So he's like this cult leader on. What I'm pretty sure is a prison planet uh, in this kind of quasi-medieval mode. It's it's really odd, but uh, he's quite good and uh, very much himself in that one as well. What else have we got here? Uh, uh, well, I mean, okay, let's go to the the next. I have to laugh that um, the next paragraph begins with in comedies, <laughs> blessed portrayed Prince Voltan in the film Flash Gordon, um, <laughs> uh, for which he is remembered for the exclamation. You want to do it or me? Uh, um, go for it. Gordon's alive! <laughs> that was a little too growly, but... I enjoyed it. Yeah. And dive! <laughs> anyway, um, I, I really should have checked the microphone for clipping ahead of time. I apologize. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, we well... Can, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, 
it's been a long time since I've seen Flash Gordon too, but I really feel like I need to. I'm I'm thinking I was probably at least on the cusp of puberty at that point. Um, but I can't remember I how that the movie theater. registered for me. Oh wow. I saw it at a theater and I was seven. Um and I knew of Flash Gordon. Um I, I just thought it was it was great fun and, and um that was a very interesting soundtrack. Um, although <laughs> Qu- Queen never, Queen didn't land on my radar until years later, and then I realized, oh yeah, that was um, that was from that Flash Gordon movie. Yeah, I I definitely need to watch that again. Uh, here's another one of the uh, bits in here that floored me, which is uh, he was in an adaptation of Tom Jones, uh, the 18th century novel. And it says he later recalled accidentally punching Peter Capaldi whilst filming and said of the event, I thought I'd killed the poor bastard. It's okay. He would have regenerated. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, that's that's pretty hilarious. Um, uh-huh. If you've never seen Brian Blessed in anything before, you've almost certainly seen him as Boss Nass in episode one, uh, The Phantom Menace from the Star Wars uh. saga. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he was this giant uh gungan king i guess he's called a boss all we need to that's all we need to say about that uh very well uh (laughs) he was also in a voiced in tarzan which i did not ever see and it notes that he was uh in kingdom hearts playing that character in tarzan and i love that it says kingdom hearts but it doesn't say blake seven uh anyway uh tells you priorities (laughs) <laughs> voice of Jean Valjean and an adaptation of Les Mis. Uh, what else uh, have we got here? Let's see. Uh, originated the role of Baron Bombers for the stage musical version of Chidi Chidi Bang Bang, uh, etc. Um, did you want to talk about some of his non-acting related things that he's done? Because that was very, very interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm there now. Um, so... Again, according to our reputable source, he attempted to climb Mount Everest three times without supplemental oxygen. Uh, And if this means anything to anybody, apparently he got to 28,200 feet in 1993 and 25,200 feet in 1996, but he never reached the summit. I'm Uh, sorry, that man generates his own oxygen. (laughs) He is a mountain. Mm -hmm. He's his own mountain. I guess he's done some other, like... uh, Mountain climbing. Uh, I don't know. I love the last. I love the last line in there. Um, <laughs> he seems to have a thing for punching. I guess he's the <laughs> oldest man to reach the North Magnetic Pole on foot, in which he claims to have punched a polar bear on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, he did make it to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro, so that's that's something. Uh, let's see some music credits here, which don't really register with well, me but all right but i mean yeah british power metal uh band pythia um which is okay but you know i maintain um that's not nearly as cool as christopher lee singing i spilled the blood of saxon men um uh, <laughs> which if you haven't heard that which the bloody battle would have done which he filmed when he was over 90 in uh doing metal anyway um good lord i digress yeah. uh some miscellany here he was a boxer i guess as a a youth and here it says he claims to have sparred with the dalai lama i don't know i mean there are citations for both of these so maybe he punched oh, the, the polar bear but he didn't punch the llama he just sparred with him yeah the, I the mean, llama 
Nobody could touch the llama. I, I total, makes total sense to yeah. me. Yeah, uh, he holds holds a third Dan in judo. Uh, has completed some space training at Star City in Russia. There's so many things here I didn't even know existed. You know, Tom Lair has has a line referring to uh, obituary that he was reading, and he said, you know, there are things that make you realize how little you've accomplished in life. For example, when Mozart was my age, he'd been dead for three years. <laughs> um, and I, I feel like reading. Um, reading this biography of, uh, of Brian Blessed, I, I feel that way as well. I mean, granted, he's 84, so we have a few more years to catch up, but... <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, in between 80 and 84, let's do everything that Brian Blessed ever did. Okay. Um, Including appearing on Blake 7 in the third episode. Yeah, I'll get back <laughs> to you on that. As soon as I finish making my TARDIS so we can go back in time to the late 70s. Oh, God. We, we almost missed one of the best ones here, which is... I'm just going to read it. In 1963, Blessed, then in his 20s, assisted a mother giving birth in London's Richmond Park. He delivered the healthy baby girl, then bit through the umbilical cord. He later recounted, I was... Wait, wait. You have to read this as him. <laughs> I don't know if I can. This might be embarrassing. Uh, let's let's just prepare to edit it out if it doesn't work. Sure. In 1963, blessed. Then it no, that's not working at all. Never mind. No, I I meant just the just the bits where he was talking. I was covered it. in blood. My shirt was covered in blood. I was wrapping her, wiping her, saying, "It's all right, darling," and I was licking the baby's face. <laughs> I I don't know that that works for me. <laughs> Uh, yes, I'm going to enter the uh, terrible impressions of Brian Blessed competition. Uh, let you know how I do. But yeah, I, I, this uh, is a weird, weird anecdote. Uh, are you are you looking at the 2011 honors? No, I was still uh, back on the umbilical cord. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know what else there is to say about that because, wow. <laughs> that might be the the high point here. Uh, there's some other stuff here, including that he has an OBE honor. And there's a separate article uh, with a list of his performances, if that gives you any idea. I, I'm amused. The honorary degrees from University of Bradford and Shell at Hem, uh, Sheffield Hallam University and has also been awarded the honorary title of official shout person by the University of York's Douglas Adams Society. <laughs> Um, and, and the, the one after that, 2011, the student union at the university of York voted to name a new study area, the Brian blessed center for quiet study. Amazing. Uh, well, one other thing that I'll note, and then we'll think about getting into the episode here. Uh, there's a section here called legacy. I can't believe this is here. Brian blessed is referenced in Lara Croft's first biography under ambitions. She has also, however, developed a personal regard for Brian Blessed's attempts to climb Everest. If he never succeeds, she's determined to piggyback him up there. That's right. Uh, a video game character's biography is referenced here, but classic British sci-fi series, Blake Seven, nowhere to be found. You know what, what are you even doing, here? Wikipedia? You know, whatever, what else is not listed here? Uh, one of my favorite things that he's done in the last few years, which was there was a web series called Henry 8.0, which was basically oh God. Him <laughs> dressed up as Henry VIII, you know, uh, with, with, you know, um, Catherine Parr, um, uh, the wife that survived, I think. Anyway, um, 
Uh, but modern day, I mean, he's dressed as himself and behaving himself, and his wife is just, you know, a modern wife in modern day or whatever. So uh, a lot of it is basically because it's it's little web clips. It's him supposedly being on the computer and, and ranting about certain things. You know, there's uh, probably the favorite one is he's ranting about the Pope. You cheeky. Uh, the Pope's just blocked me on Twitter. Well, Henry, if you hadn't been putting, uh, photoshopping picture of his head to barnyard animals, you know, and it, it just goes on from there. So now that we have gone through the career of Brian Blessed, uh, and by the way, uh, I did just now check the his full performance page on Wikipedia, and it does mention Blake Seven. So my heart is at peace, and we're ready to watch the Witch Smeller Persuivant. So what you need to do right now is queue up your copy of Episode 5 of The Black Adder, Witch Smeller Persuivant. And uh, we are just about ready to go. Uh, cue it up, get it to zero, 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 and I'll say three, two, one, play, and we'll start. Are you ready, Jeff? I am. All right, here we go then. Three, two, one, play. A dark night in a city that knows how to keep its secrets. Well, this is timely. <laughs> well, they were right. Mm -hmm. Nice little pandemic joke there. Too soon. Too soon. Frank Finley. That was rather stern for him.
Small council meetings. Ooh, Valentine Dial. Oh, those are the worst. <laughs> Don't listen to the Black Guardian. <laughs> Just Black Adder, Black Guardian, Black Death, I get it. We've switched to film for safety's sake. I has a way with the common people.
I love that pit. <laughs> he sounds so like Sylvester McCoy here. I can see that. I can totally see that. So the fake ninth doctor playing the seventh doctor. Got it. <laughs> Mostly. Mostly. That is the world's biggest Jawa. <laughs> Again, how is Baldrick the smartest one? Do you have fangs in?
<laughs> that would make Harry Lucifer. His hair proves it. <laughs> I think Rudolph Giuliani took some notes from him. Which is why you should always stick to turnips. <laughs> hmm. 
His hair proves it. Finley's performance in this is really rather terrifying. Finley also, things I think of in him, uh, seeing him do a lot of shouting. If you've ever seen Life Force, that's some good oh, scenery yes. chewing. Clop, clop. <laughs> Finley played either Dracula or Van Helsing, too. Interesting. I can't remember which. <laughs> and he's the same guys from Black Adder. I mean, from uh, Young Ones. Yep. There's the one on the left. I think both of them. Yep. That's the same pair. And it's in between the two series. I think they were mm. a comedy team even outside of... Uh, mm-hmm.
<laughs> I recognize her. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Frank Finley and Brian Blessed this is why Brian Blessed could not be in the scene because there's only enough Probably. room to, there's only enough room to chew for one person. That's right. All the oxygen in the room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's obviously been taking lessons from the young ones. Mm. Indoors if wet. Yeesh.
Oh my gosh, I forgot about this. There's a nice bit of continuity from the previous episode. Much more in continuity yes. in this particular series. <laughs> and again, I can't picture anybody but but Henry as a character mm -hmm. standing there. Looks like a nineties indie pop singer. I know. Time for my paycheck. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the bewitched ending. It is. In order of witchiness. I like that his uh, his mom witched him out of there. Peter Schofield, ah, there we go. Stephen Frost and Mark Arden. Yeah, she finally gets something to do. Uh, I mean, they finally find a good use for her. Like, I wonder if this had gone on for longer this season, I wonder what they would have done with her. You know, I mean, to mm -hmm. have somebody that just seems completely daft and find out that they've got something... Um, they've got some secret or something like that, or it's just a one-off, but I, I like the idea that maybe that's an interesting thought. If this could have continued for a little while, if somebody was going to write first season fanfic, <laughs> which would be very, I wonder if there's black adder fanfic out there. If so, it probably isn't season one, but, uh, <laughs> you never know. Uh, well, that was fun. Um, yeah, what did you think of that one? I, I like that better than I remembered. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of it is is you know the trial scene goes on for um, a while, but it does. But the beats in it, like the comedy, is much quicker and a little more um, slapstickish. It it's it feels a little more like the later seasons, actually, in some ways. Um, and I, hmm, I do, yeah. and I like the fact that they had the continuity with his, his young wife still being there. I, I, um, I'm not sure she would have worked on screen for very long, but I, I think that was about the right amount of screen time. And again, I love, um, I, I love that his, uh, the role that his mother gets to play in this. Plus, of course, the implication being that, uh, he, the, you know, um, is the, the plague, the, the witch smeller himself was really responsible for the plague. Um, mm. You know, uh, uh, um, and, or maybe and, it wasn't witches and it was just the plague. <laughs> I, I guess, um, I, I guess, uh, but uh, like, I, I feel like that there's things around the edges of this story. There, there's more to it than could be made. I, I feel like in that regard, it's uh, there's some interest to the story and not just as a was a comedy thing. Yeah, I, I, this has been, that's been the surprise episode of the season for me so far. Mm. I think I'd agree with all that. Um, it is, they did put a lot into this thing, that, that effect with the cloak and then the, the burning thing. Uh, that's, that was quite vivid. Um, there's a lot of sets in this one, I feel like. Location shooting on film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the village, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. And Finley, my God, his his whole outfit, his whole look is so over the top. That shock of hair and then the fangs and stuff. I mean, I, I assume yeah. that he's supposed to look witchy himself. Like I said. But you, what you, a look. You can't have him and Brian Blessed on screen at the same time, clearly. Otherwise, it just would have... <laughs> it really would have been crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean... I guess the other reason for that is obviously with this going on, Richard would have had to have been in that room and he's, he's not as dim as a lot of the rest of them, although right. he is still pretty dim. He's, he's dim, but yeah, I mean, it's true. And, and do you think he would have cared about, uh, about, you know, Prince, uh, Prince Elspeth or whatever, you know, whatever names he would make up for it for Edmund, but, uh, <laughs> you know, 
dirt. Yeah, I mean, you know, would he have put up with the witch smeller? I don't know about that. That's the only other, uh, the only other thing I don't know. But um, yeah, it is a little hard to see them uh, interacting. Yeah. Um, so having an excuse of him being down with play, giving him an excuse to do that, because uh, you know, again, if he was there, then he would be running the court, and and it would be under his control at this point. Um, you know, Henry's being led around by by Finley the entire time. Um, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of what the um, of what it would have been, it would have been um, it would have been the king's uh, the king's court if nothing else, and and uh, and Finley would not have had center stage. So um, I think that kind of works. Yep. Uh, I love that every time we see Blessed, just about he's <laughs> waving his sword yeah. and he's he's sick roaring. with plague, but he's still roaring. <laughs> well, he's up. <laughs> It, it gives him it. fits. I, uh, like I said, yes. um, you know, I don't know, maybe I, I think of the fact that for um, Doctor Who, and I gather this is, happens for a, a bunch of uh, shows potentially, but maybe especially for Who where it ran nearly year round, was the fact that you would have episodes where like one or the other characters wouldn't appear because the particular actor was on holiday. Yeah, I mean, which is something that seems utterly, utterly weird to us, right? So I, I feel like even though this is six episodes, I feel like this is uh, Brian Blessed on holiday. <laughs> the Blessed Light episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, clearly. That's yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I really enjoyed this, and I, I as we were saying, I, I love the fact that his mom has such a pivotal role in the ending. Although, why she didn't just burn the doll herself. <laughs> ahead of time i really don't understand oh you all right now you've ruined the entire episode no um <laughs> uh maybe maybe point. she had to just cover her tracks somehow or uh or maybe they had to be seen to be rescued from the flames i don't know yeah i, I don't know it's true she could have just grabbed it and thrown it into uh to a fire somewhere and that would have been the end of it so yeah um i don't know well, uh, yeah, so this one was super fun. I, I have to admit, I'm going to have a real hard time ranking these next week. Um, I think I've got a pretty good idea on it, on myself. Um, I've got like a couple tiers, but it is swapping around a lot for me. Yeah. Um, I'm, so I'm I guess the curious. rubric I'm trying to use is if I were going to put one of those on right now and watch it, which one would I pick? Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I know. Yeah. But, uh, well, I mean, we still have we'll one see. more episode to go and I'm curious to see where that one lands. Cause I mean, I, I have comments on that, which I think I will save until after we have gone through that episode. Well, that's the one I don't remember at all. Like, I, I have no recollection of it. Like, I think when I see it, I'll remember bits of it, but like right now sitting here, I think I remember Rick Mayall being in it. That's the only thing that I recall right, at and, all. And I remember how it ends. That's it. Yes. Uh, I mean, you know, um, and one of Rick's less memorable compared to certainly his other roles, because he's not playing the same character. Um, uh, and, uh, and yeah, the last, uh, the last five minutes are important, you know, not just for that, but for the show going beyond it as much as, as um, we talked about uh as much as we've talked about Doctor Who and certain transitions in that, in that, um, the 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 next episode as a transition um, says a lot about the rest of the series going forward. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but I have to ask something. So, are are we assuming that, or is it just canon that the next Black Adder is a descendant of this one? 
Um, and if so, well, who did Edmund have a kid with? <laughs> well, I, I mean, you know, it's certainly true that, you know, if you want to go to go to the Christmas Carol, uh, then certainly um, it's implied, although this that's the one series that we never see, interestingly enough. But I, I think it can be argued, obviously, that they are. Um, you know, I, I don't know that uh, I, I doubt that he had a kid. I, I mean, I hope he didn't have a kid with uh, with his uh, his wife in this series. Um you know, uh, I suppose there was the dog in this one that he supposedly uh, <laughs> was offspring, but I suspect that that may not be entirely true. Um, I I assume, although it's not pleasant to contemplate, that he just sired some bastards along the way with uh, whoever he could do that with. I'm I'm sure that is uh, that is likely, and the idea of Blackadder being a bastard feels about right in some ways. I think. Hmm. But you know, it's also true that the later series that continuity was not as um, not as strong, and it does feel like they've ignored bits of the first series, if nothing else. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know why I'm pulling at the threads of this not particularly tightly woven. I, I would like uh, to think, narrative. I would like to think that the Edmund of the second series is a descendant of the Edmund of the first pilot. Oh, I see. Um, I really should go back and watch that. That might have to be a bonus episode or something if we yeah, can find it. I should see. I, I know I've seen it online. I should see if I have it in. Um, uh, you know, I mean, there there were several um, spinoff or you know, there's the Blackadder Cavalier Years episode. There was a uh, like a Red Nose Day skit with uh, with William Shakespeare. So there there are a couple of little one offs in addition to the Christmas Carol and and back and forth as well. Uh, but uh, hmm. yeah, we've got we've got plenty of stuff to look at, I guess. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well. We should probably wrap this one up. Um, so next week, of course, we're doing the last episode of The Black Adder, this first season. Uh, and uh, what we're probably going to do is, uh, as we did with the last episode of The Young Ones, we will watch the episode first. We'll just get right into it. And then afterwards, we'll try to sum up our impressions of the whole season and rank our favorite episodes uh, in proper nerdly fashion. So... Until then, this has been Drew. This has been Jeff. And you have been listening to Starship, Starship Podcast Warlock. Warlock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that bit's going to get old. It is. <laughs>